Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast, sponsored by Carol Angley Florist with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, my South Stand chum, the bearded legende, the one and only, the daddy-o, it's Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello everybody, welcome back. This is episode number 342. Thank you, as always, to everyone who tuned into last week's show. A bit of a bumper one last week, because we it was our first one of 2024. Uh, we had three or four, got four games to review uh, we did them briefly, but this week we are back with one game to review. What an amazing game we are about to review. So let's not um, doodle about anymore. We are just going to crack on. And as always, we start with a word from our sponsors. Yeah, it's been a busy week down at Carol Langley Florist, who are based in Chingford and have served the borough, Waltham Forest, for more than the last 70 years. They've got a fantastic team who can do anything for you from bespoke wedding events, family funeral tributes, birthdays, anniversaries, the mitzvahs. Bat mitzvahs, also Valentine's Day, like I mentioned last week, coming up there. Do not forget, don't get yourself in a doghouse by forgetting Valentine's Day. We've warned you, so please make sure you have your flowers sorted out. Also, they can do uh, new births as well, which we'll come on to very shortly, and it gets better. They offer 15% off to all O's fans and staff, which could be a huge saving for you. So you can get in contact with the shop in various ways. You can give them a call on 0208. 529-4130. You can go and look at their website, which can be found at www.carolangley.co.uk, or you can go on social media. You can find them on all the major platforms. They're on Instagram at Carolangley Florists, they're on Twitter at Carolangley4, or you can find them uh, on Facebook under Carolangley Florists. And like I mentioned earlier, a busy week. We say congratulations to John and the family as his daughter Terry and son in law Ross welcomed the O's newest fan into the world. So welcome Lenny Bradley Brian Spenner who was born on Thursday, only three days old, and he's already, you know, first Dude. O's game. No, first O's Dude. game. For, to for. 100% record. 100% No goals conceded. <laughs> what a ledge. Yeah, it's peaked. Um, <laughs> his Orient history has peaked already. Congratulations, John, Tina, Terry, and Ross, and all the family. So let's move on then to the Supporters Club. Uh, Saturday the 27th of January, we are hopefully travelling to Reading. I say hopefully, as you'll probably be aware, uh, their fans are protesting at their terrible owner. That is a three o'clock kickoff on the 27th though. Coaches are going to leave the supporters club at the later time of half past ten and that will cost adults £28, concessions 25 and children under 16 travel for £14. Remember, those prices don't include your match day ticket. You can book for that trip and any others that the Supporters Club are running by going into the Supporters Club on a match day, or you call the travel line on 07507 539 579. The Elizabeth Line Derby. The Elizabeth Line, absolutely, you can. <laughs> Literally, that's how I'm thinking of doing it. That's how everyone will do it. I don't, yeah. see why, don't see why people yeah, would it. It's about an hour and a half, I think. Yeah, but literally from... It's just like, uh, change, I think you change it either change. Tottenham Court Road or Paddington. Yeah, and straight through. through yeah. yeah, absolutely. See you at Reading. One piece of AOB then. Wishing our good friend of the pod, Chris Richardson, a very, very happy 50th birthday. So a big five zero. So yeah. happy birthday to Chris. Hope you had a great one. Absolutely. So let's move on then. The week that was happy Monday, the 8th of January is where we start. It's a day to remember as on that day, 13 years ago, we beat Norwich City away 1-0 in the FA Cup third round. And on that same day, 18 years previously, we pulled an we pulled off an FA Cup shock beating Fulham 2-1 
at Craven Cottage. Amazing time for Indeed. a day to be alive. Also yeah. on the Monday, the club ran an Orient goal of 2023 competition via our infamous Twitter poll. So the club ran some as well. Culminated in the final uh, in the evening with Theo Archibald's stunning volley against Doncaster facing off against George Moncur's fantastic team goal away to Salford with the winner to be announced the following morning. I'd probably say they're the two best goals of 2023. That Doncaster game, honestly, looking back at it now, still makes me smile. That whole downpour, the parakeets, Theo's goal, and then going away to Salford with the league almost won. That Moncur goal was a thing of beauty. Mm. Absolutely turned them over. So two very good goals there. Mm. Absolutely. To Huey Tuesday, then the 9th of January. And the winner... By popular demand <laughs> was Theodore Valentine Archibald, who was victorious as his goal against Doncaster was voted the O's goal of 2023. And well done to you, Theo, and everybody that contributed. It shouldn't be, whether it's a tap-in or a spectacular, it all contributed to the to the rise and rise of Leighton Orient Football Club. It did. Fantastic goal there from Theo. We're not done with Tuesday yet. One more piece of news as the club announced a new fan group, Wyverns of the South, who are a Spanish Orient supporters group so hola to any uh, of those fans listening if you are let us know where you're listening from always good to hear how we fare across the waters but great work there from the club absolutely right there Wednesday the 10th of Jan as we move on now the club announced that Brandon Cooper has actually in fact returned to Swansea City following the expiration of his loan and we'd like to thank him for all his efforts and Brandon we wish you all the best for the future I'm, I'm saying it like I'm addressing him like he listens to the pod he probably doesn't even know where we exist but nonetheless we'd like I'm to thank sure him I'm sure he knows we exist yeah. but obviously at this point there's been more talk of Brandon's future that we'll come on to but at this point I felt like okay well I expected him to go obviously he got sent off thinking mid-December yeah. missed the Christmas period where our form really picked up I think to be fair I think he was a surprise inclusion on the bench for Cambridge United away I think he got on for like 10 minutes towards mm. the end but when he was let go or returned to Swansea it wasn't really a big surprise to me and I thought mm. okay well we've got Ed Turns cover I think we spoke about the cover kind of last week last we've got a good cover yeah. and four backs and got Ed Turns and I wasn't that upset to see him go if I'm honest yeah there's a player there somewhere and he started really well um, in his loan spell but it wasn't a kind of loan signing, for example, where Theo Archibald from Lincoln, I'd be like, we have to sign this player, he'd be pivotal to Orient in the future. I was thinking, we need to sign Brandon Cooper, he's a pivotal piece of the Orient future. So at that point, I was thinking, okay, sad to see him go, show glimpses of what he could be, but there might be a better player out there. And at the time, thinking, obviously, that frees up another loan space. So I was more excited to see who we actually bring in in that space. So it wasn't the end of the world for me. What about you? Yeah, I like you. I kind of thought it would, it might happen. Given it's always, it's never a good thing to to get a straight red for, for something like that. That that elbow was outrageous and was unnecessary. And I I kind of thought has he kind of, ended his own Orient career yeah. by that because then you know we've got cover which is great, but that's never a good way to bow out when your loan is about to end. Uh, and I think he it was due around the seventh or the tenth or something yeah. like that. Not to be too precise about it. But it then potentially did free up because, you know, we've got Adam Thompson. We probably, like you said, probably won't see Adam Thompson in an orange shirt again. Um, but we have that cover in the squad if needs be because then that frees up another loan mm. spot for something that's maybe a little bit more urgent elsewhere. Could we get by with Adam Thompson on the bench? Yeah, we could. You've got Adam Thompson, 
and Ed turns as the as the centre back choice. And if we need to do a little reshuffle at some point, we can. We still got Jaden Sweeney um, in defence, Tom James as well, and obviously Omar and and, and Daniel have been doing really well. Um, so we're not desperate in defence. You know, we could afford to not have that spot and and use that further up the pitch or wherever Richie felt that we might need uh, extra support. But yeah, but then we'll come on to Friday and what Richie said pre. Uh, Portsmouth, which which was a bit of a pleasant surprise. Yeah, all right. So Thursday, the eleventh of January, a quiet day uh, at the club. Nothing to report. So let's move on to the aforementioned Friday, the twelfth of January. The club announced that Peritium Search Associates will sponsor the Tommy Johnson Johnston, sorry, South Stand for the remainder of the twenty twenty three twenty four season. They're already a sponsor of the club in some way, shape, or form. Anyway, if I remember rightly. So yeah. Good that Orient fans have got the businesses to be able to uh, invest in that. And obviously, later in the day, uh, Richie did his pre-Portsmouth chat. He did, where he kind of revealed, I guess surprisingly, yeah. surprisingly to me anyway, Same. that Brandon Cooper on the verge of signing a permanent deal at the club. That is still the same as it was on Friday. So as it stands, as we record this, Brandon Cooper isn't an Orient player, but we expect him to be... Uh, very soon in yeah. due course so yeah. keep your eyes on the club socials I imagine it gets announced sooner rather than later considering Richie spoke about it on the Friday and he speaks about it in the interview that you will hear post Portsmouth alright let's go on Saturday the 13th of January happy 20th birthday to young O Ethan Light so I hope Ethan had a great day indeed the young O's were in action they were away at AFC Wimbledon and after an action packed but goalless first half it was the O's who took the lead in the 65th minute. That was through Rion smith Kwasi, and we sealed the win in the 80th minute as smith Kwasi again won the ball, played a delightful pass for Carter, who placed it in the net with an acrobatic finish to make it 2-0, which is how the game finished. So, well done. Kudos and credit to the young O's who are starting the year off right. Certainly are. Dan Carter in the youth team. Very similar to a Danny Carter, Danny Carter from back absolutely. in the day when we used to go when we were... Me young lads. Number seven. Absolutely. Yeah. Alright, so the main event, as everyone will know, from Saturday was the big visit down south to Portsmouth. And before the game, we ran one of our Twitter polls to find out how you thought the O's would get on. We had 494 votes. Not bad at all. Fantastic. Not bad at all. Quite a split vote with 25% of you thinking the O's would draw, 34% of you thinking the O's would lose, and a slight majority, 41% thinking the O's would get a win. I wow. love it. What a confident fan base. What a confident, what, where does that even come from? Bear in mind, Portsmouth are top of the league. Yeah. And we're unbeaten in three though. Yeah, and they were beaten, I think, in their last two. But like we mentioned, it's not always the best time to play a team considering we had similar bowls and we all know how that ended up. So yeah. thanks for all your votes. Good to see the confidence in the O's fans. Indeed, base. love it. Absolutely love it. So the team was announced as usual at two o'clock with Sol Brin in goal. Galbraith, Beckles, Happy and James. Now you have not heard that wrong. Ethan Galbraith was playing right back, as you will probably know. El Miz, Brown, Sanders and Archibald were the midfield with Ford and Ajay up top with Byrne, Sweeney, Turns, Prattley, Moncur, Sotiriu and Piggott. That meant the O's were unchanged from the starting lineup on New Year's Day uh, with the victory away at Cambridge, although you will notice that Reese Byrne is on the bench and not Sam Howes. Yes, very interesting. For me, no complaints. The side I expected... Why change a winning side with one such convincing style as well? 100%. Away to Cambridge. Good attacking options on the bench as well with Monker, Sotirio and Piggott. Good defensive options. Yeah, looks fine to me. It's probably the strongest 11 and subs bench that mm. we have at the moment. Beckles mm. and Happy deserve to be where they are. 
after the last three clean sheets in three games. Galbraith, like I mentioned, not known for being a right back, but played it there away to Cambridge, done very well, kept the clean sheet. Yeah, gets gets another start there. Brilliant. No mm. worries. Your view? Yeah, I totally agree with you there. Yeah, really, why change a winning side? I've always said that. There's no need. The consistency of being able to put out the same side and that what that generates off the back of that is is exactly what you need. Uh, we had a lot of views that came in. We did. Uh, for this. Steve DF1 says, good to see Byrne back on the bench. Surprised to see Ruel return so quickly. Yeah, that was obviously from his injury that he picked up against Wickham, I think, where he got carried off. So, yeah, great to see him back in the squad. Phil VZ1 said, that is super strong. Great that Dan uh, is a must now, approaching full fitness and is in from the start. I predict at least a draw in this one. Come on, Orient. JB Foreman, double zero two, kept it very sweet and simple. Said, if it ain't broke... Dot, dot, dot. I agree there. And Len Chin Chin once had a very testing day. Top of the table, Pompey. Although not on a winning run of form, have good players who have, they pay big wages for and they will be dangerous. The O's have a chance if they're clinical, organised with speed, a few bookings and a closed defence. Watch out for Colby, <coughs> Bishop and Kamara. Yeah, they were quite dangerous in the match. So anyway, let's kick on then with the match uh, info now. We kicked off uh, with the O's looking to build on the successful Christmas period away at the top of the table, Portsmouth. Yeah, we started the game fast. Literally from kick-off, Shaq forward close with a shot that took a massive deflection, skimmed off the bar, went out for a corner after a nice ball from Max Sanders. Great attack and attempt there from the O's. Yeah, shame he slipped as he kicked it. Uh, I think otherwise, because that's, I think, what kind of elevated the ball slightly. That made, Well, I mean, the keeper had it covered because he's tipped it out for a, for a corner. But uh, no, good, good strong start uh, to a game. Kamara headed over Bryn's bar at the back post following a long throw with just three minutes on the clock. So yeah. they weren't sitting back and, and, and resting on their laurels. Yeah, Kamara, I think, battered us in the um, EFL Trophy where I think he scored two goals against us back in um, when they knocked us out in the group game there. So fair bit of action at both ends of the pitch with the O's enjoying more dominance of the ball and a better chance as well. Portsmouth defended resolutely. A few chances, not going to go into them in too much detail. So let's get to the half-hour mark. Yeah, let's do that. We took the lead on the half-hour mark. Lovely football from the O. Saw Brown feed a delicious pass through to Ford. Bit of a... Uh, um, it spotted a gap in through the midfield and, and um, put the ball through to Ford. Ford, in turn, uh, fed Sanders, who carried on his run. Uh, and a through ball from Sanders found Ford, who ran onto the ball and from close range made no mistake to make it 1-0 to the Mighty O's. Lovely team goal. Really good. Really, Just nice pass and move, running, finding the spaces, finding the gaps. And Ford takes exceptionally well where he lets the ball kind of run past him, gets really close to go on a very cool finish. Brilliant, good assist from Sanders. What's not to like? I mean, you've got to remember that's against a team who are top of the table. That's not against a team who's shipping goals. That's a mm. team who, up until this point in the season, up until the last couple of games anyway, have defended resolutely and deserve to be where they are. So, yeah, Ford takes it very well. And getting out of nowhere in the last kind of four or five weeks, Ford flying this season. Love to see it. And Sanders, again, I think someone makes a point in the tweet saying it's no coincidence that when Sanders has been back in the team playing further forward, we are creating more. And we haven't been able to see that so far this season due to, due to his injuries. So, yeah, the impact of Sanders and Ford, brilliant. Absolutely spot on. I think that's absolutely right. And that's a, you're right, it's a great team goal from Brown's pass yeah. initially through to Ford, Ford onto Sanders, Sanders back to Ford, and as you say, lets it run across his body really nicely, doesn't rush it, and the defender's caught ball watching or whatever because he doesn't realise Ford's there. And, and, and Ford kept his composure and did really, really well there. So great team goal, very, very happy. Yeah, we doubled the lead in the 35th minute after Theo Archibald took a corner, flipped onto Dan Happy, who slipped while shooting. But the ball hit Jordan Browns, took us, went towards goal, and then at the far post, it's 2 0 Orient. Jordan got his second goal 
in two games. Yeah, I mean, you take a goal however it comes. I mean, I wish Jordan um, Joe Piggott would also get one off his off it. a limb because he needs it as well. But no, right place, right time. Dan slipped, kicks the ball goal bound. And I think it just in one of the shots on the extended highlights, you can see it does come off his bottom. Um, and goes in it could have come off his leg but the Orient Twitter account read that wrote that perfectly fine I love the way Jordan Brown as soon as it hits him he's claiming that goal yeah. it's no one else's goal and no, yeah. no one really disputes it and I guess you know it does hit him it may have been going in but yeah, it was going Brown in. can take the credit mm. for that all day long but lovely to see at that point you're thinking this has been quite calm like what two nil. Up? the only way we're going to blow this is if we self-destruct at this point so great to see so two nil up in the 36 minute Ethan Galbraith picked up a booking yeah, 39 minutes on the clock now. Pompey rewarded a penalty after Kamara's cross found its way to the far side of the penalty box. Shaq Ford, a bit reckless, mistimed his tackle, took out Sparks and the ref pointed to the spot. Never a question for me. Definite penalty. Yeah. Late challenge from Ford. The exuberance of youth after just scoring a being 2 or maybe slightly overexcited. Mistimed a challenge. Mm. I'm going to play devil's spot. advocate and go his, his desire and determination to get back into defence and support his teammates should be applauded it's just if you're going to do it you've got to do it <laughs> Don't so you're not giving away a penalty basically <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, no complaints to me either yeah blatant penalty so up stepped Colby Bishop up until this point for the season 5 from 5 from the spot hadn't missed the penalty yet he stepped up but Solberin guessed correctly and pushed his penalty away and Tom James in booted the ball to safety yeah that was a poor penalty I thought I know he's made the keeper work but there was no power in it and that's good for Solbrin because it meant that he could get down quick, save it, push it away and deal with it. Perfect storm for me. We've given away a penalty, our keepers then made the save. I always think if you hit the target... Not that I'm one to talk about taking I'm just going to say... I know. <laughs> just going to say, it's not the best penalty in the world, but Brin still has to guess the correct way to that's get it. True. If he dives the other way, it doesn't matter. Like it's in the net, so I think... Yes, pop penalty, but a decent save by Brun. Agree. Bishop had smacked it over the body. Go, that's not. Wasn't the best penalty, but wasn't the worst penalty as well. No. It's going in if Brun goes the other goes way. The other that's way. right. But at that point, you're thinking, wow, two 0 up here. Penalty. They missed the penalty. This first half can't get any better, right? <laughs> Carlsberg don't do first halves of football. Oh mate, all right, we're going to come to that very shortly. But it was almost free um, when well Lane fired firstly in the forty-third minute delivery, which was met by Bishop. But his effort glanced just wide. But a minute later, Theo Archibald, who was having a great game, lofted the ball over the top to Dan Ajay. But under pressure from Norris, he ended up poking the ball just wide. Ajay was causing them all kinds of problems. And Ar- Archibald was, I think we mentioned it last week, Archibald the last couple of weeks as well, was really excelled into a good Creative League One player. So great pick out there from Theo. And four minutes of time were added on. In the final minute of the half, Theo Archibald whipped another corner in from the right. This time towards the near post, and Dan Adji got ahead of his man, met the cross with a powerful header, and put the ball in the back of the net to make it 3 0 to the Orient and leave Portsmouth absolutely shell shocked. I mean, what were your I, views with that? I heard some fans time? left at half time. Oh, undeniably, some fans would have left that ground at half time. Yeah, I mean, fantastic. We've scored from a corner. We've actually scored from a set piece. That's now the second set piece that we've done. So, yeah, absolutely. Great go- Great delivery from Theo. And Dan met it really well and has guided it in. Perfect. Shows you if you deliver the crosses into the box and attack them, you'll get the results. So I think firstly, you probably count the number of times on your hand during games where all this delivery has actually been what it should be. So mm. good to, the delivery's been addressed. And then Adji, yeah, attacking the ball superbly. And then 
capping it off with his Ben Jani celebration, who was obviously an ex Pompey player, and doing that celebration in front of the Pompey players, just a standard Ben Jani, what he was famous for with his arms and and the flapping. So extra kudos there. That's been pointed out by quite a few Is Pompey right. supporters. I wondered why they were getting rolled up. And it's yeah, fair play to Dan Edgy. and Beckles who obviously spots what he's doing as well at the same time. Him so away. Not not away, but kind of just like laughs and chuckles because yeah. I can see irony of doing a, a, a iconic Portsmouth yeah. celebration. So three 0 no further action to talk about in the first half. Referee blew the whistle. The O's are in dreamland. Yeah, I think credit to Darren McMahon must go there for the set pieces. <laughs> just to throw that out there. Can of um, worms, mate. Can of worms, indeed. Nineteen thousand four hundred and seventy-seven packed out. Wow. Fratton Park with 1,197 of those being mighty Leighton Orient fans so well done to the 1,197 who all went when you see attendances like that and you think Orient's capacity is 9,200 and you hear Mark Devlin and Nigel Travis and Kent talking about the need potentially to go to a bigger stadium to complete compete financially you go actually it makes a lot of sense to, to, to do that you say that but I think there's always anomalies in situations okay there are not that many like Portsmouth won the FA Cup in recent memory in recent time yeah they were a Premier well, League club 2000. this century they won the yeah. FA Cup right this century they've been in the Premier League for all intent and purpose they're in the wrong league they just haven't been able to get themselves out from a size and stature of club they are a championship Easy. slash yeah. lower end Premier League club because of the fan base that they're packing out that place with 20-25,000 fans when they're in the Premier League right there's always an anomaly and if you want to compete with that level then yeah absolutely right but I think you have to kind of cut your cloth accordingly like Bournemouth still pack out only 11,000 in their Premier League ground Brighton had to build a 30,000 seater stadium Leicester are in a 25,000 seater stadium they're now in the Championship doing very well there so there's always an anomaly Um, you know some of those teams in uh, in the Championship aren't getting 19,400 in their grounds there's always, there's always going to be could we fill out 19, 20,000 when you've got the like the Premier League teams that we've got sometimes, around us sometimes don't nice. forget big big away tendencies would come to Orient yeah. as well because they're not one in 1100 tickets I think it is like mm. Charlton Wigan Portsmouth Sheff- Dar- Derby sorry Barnsley Chuck yeah quite a few so Oxford. yeah we'll see a few tweets very happy tweets as you'd expect at half time best are later never so, oh my God, can't stop smiling. So glad the set pieces are now working with the help of our set piece coach. <laughs> oh, uh, hang on. Uh, Rio <clears throat> underscore Orion said, Galbraith's range of passing is going to make a huge difference down the stretch. Second point he makes is, you can tell Pompey are a big club. Production values are through the roof. At least four cameras. Uh, third point that he makes, Theo's hair transplant appears to have been a success. <laughs> and number four, Sanders. Welcome. Yes, he's made it to us. All right, yeah. so second half kicked off. No changes for the O's at half-time. Pompey did make two changes. Obviously, their manager would have got him in at half-time and absolutely grilled him. Fuming. Absolutely hashtag fuming. Around the 50th minute mark, though, Dan Ajay had two opportunities. First one fired into the side netting from a tight angle, and then he glided past three Pompey players. Um, and just as he was about to pull the trigger, Raggett did well to prevent him from doing so and blocked his shot. Yeah, just shy of the hour mark. We made our first change as Max Sanders was replaced by Darren, Darren Pratley. Yeah, 62 minutes on the clock. We made our second change as Dan Ajay was replaced by Ruel Sotiriu. So that's Richie managing their fitness. Correct. Anything else. So Max, 
getting an hour down, just over an hour. So he's managing those players to make yeah. sure they're fit. I'd imagine both of those players, unless they get injured in training this week, are dead certs to start against Bolton. You'd imagine so, yeah. I imagine, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 66 minute, then Happy made a superb last ditch tackle to deny Kamara. So although we're three up, I think if that goes in, it would have given him a bit of impetus. Oh, 25 up. minutes left, mm. big, big tackle there from Dan. I think Dan's... Um, Stature and League One continues to grow week by week. And his better well. performances. Great, great tackle. Great right? tackle, great timing because he blocked that shot and it was fantastic. I thought that was superb from Dan. Twinkle toes, Ruel Soturiu danced his way through and into the penalty area. He won a corner after his cross ended up being deflected behind and that came in the 73rd minute. Certainly did. 79 minutes, two more subs for the O's. Ed Turns and Joe Piggott got on the pitch. They replaced Ethan Galbraith. And Shaq Ford, and again, you imagine those two players are, are certain stars for next Saturday. You'd imagine so. Yeah. Trio bookings now, 81st minute, Joe Piggott. Uh, he got booked for tripping Norris in the 87th minute, Darren Prattley. And two minutes later, Jordan Brown was booked. So that's three bookings in less than 10 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Six minutes even. Yeah, right. seeing yeah. the game out there. So four minutes of time rated on, and no further talking points. We've brought the match to a close. We was coming away with all three points after scintillating and complete performance beating top of the table Portsmouth 3-0 to lead the away fans applauding and singing the team off the pitch at the full-time whistle so David the spokes of Richie Williams at the full-time whistle we're going to play uh, the opening minute or two out of this won't play too long so here's what Richie had to say post-match to David the Richie thanks for joining us congratulations just how proud are you of that performance I'm proud of all the players the last five or six games have been an accumulation of what we've been doing all season, but we we haven't been able to play that we the way that we wanted to play. We haven't been able to get certain players. I thought Max Sanders was excellent. Danagi was excellent. But we haven't had them players available. Um, and I also think that it's probably a good time to play Portsmouth because they just lost Robertson, who, who, was, who was an excellent player. You know, and we started well and we didn't give them any breathing space. The kickoff was excellent and got us up the pitch straight away. You know, and we, and we pressed him and he, and he couldn't really play through us. He, he had a few chances in the first half with a penalty and, and with Bishop's header, but you know, we we had quite a few opportunities to to score a few more goals. So I'm really proud of the players. I thought, like I said, you worry when you go away to Bolton and, and after nine minutes you're 3-0, you want to see a reaction. I know what my reaction is going to be, right? 3-0, I know what some of our supporters are thinking. They're thinking, oh, well, this could go to 4-5-6. But in my head, I'm thinking, how can I get the next goal? How can I get the next goal to change the outlook of the next five, ten minutes? And we've done that and we got it back to 3-2 and we took massive confidence from, from that game. And then we've obviously beat Cheltenham and Charlton and Cambridge and then obviously come in here, which is, which is a tough game, a tough environment, but an environment that that we've learned from in the Bolton game and, and, and took it. I thought I won to 11 today and then the subs that came on, every, everyone contributed, everyone was excellent. And the work rate was, was brilliant as well. Four straight clean sheets and then very good penalty save from Solbrin. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. I, I'd have to see it back. I'm not sure it was a penalty if, if he caught him or not. I think Shaq is trying to tackle the space, if you, if you know what I mean. Um, and that was, a, was probably two real pivotal moments of the game. The penalty miss and our goal just before half-time. Um, we've, been getting, we've been getting better from set plays. But I have to say we've been getting, we've been getting better from set plays because our delivery, to, delivery is now now on, on point where we want it to be. And Theo's delivery today was, was right on point and we managed to score from two set plays. So that was part of Richie Wonders' interview with Dave Victor. The whole interview's been up on YouTube for at least, I think, 24 hours. So if you want to go... And watch that. You can find that on the club's official YouTube channel. So that win sees us move up to 10th now, having played 26 
one nine, drawn eight, lost nine. The goal difference now, starting to pull that goal difference back. Goal difference now, only minus three. Yeah. 35 points. Bit of day. Your views on yesterday? Oh, what a result. What an absolute result. Proper coupon buster, that one. I don't think anyone would have really foreseen that, except the 41% who uh, basically <laughs> predicted that. But com- probably as complete a performance as we're likely to see. Uh, not to say that that won't happen again, but certainly from the, you know, if we sat here a month ago uh, in one of our last, probably the last podcast we did was about a month ago of 2023, probably wouldn't have predicted that we'd be sitting here a month later talking about a comprehensive 3-0 win away at top of the table, Port, uh, Portsmouth, big money Portsmouth, um, off the back of run of games and form that we were on with injuries, suspensions and just not doing the basics right, you know, the simple passing, the clearing clearing your lines, that kind of stuff. Just shows us fans exactly what this side is capable of and can do to the bigger teams. What's really frustrating is we all know that there's the makings of this in that squad. We just, for whatever reason, for various reasons, like I probably just mentioned, we just haven't seen it until now. We owed Portsmouth for that 4-0 drubbing that they gave us back at ours at the beginning of the season. So I'm pleased to see that we've uh, managed to almost even it up. I thought we, our gameplay, our management of, of everything was, was fantastic. Did the basics well, uh, managed their threats well. And a lot of big performances across the pitch. You know, Sol Brin's got another clean sheet under his belt. That's four in a row for him, plus the penalty save. Yeah, that's that's absolutely solid. You know there are others that, that that deserve a mention as well. I mean everyone. You could probably go through one to one to fourteen and say everyone, or one to fifteen and say everyone deserves a, a particular mention. You know Theo for his crosses, Dan Adji for giving them headaches, Dan Happy for his um, for his last ditch tackles and and his assist if you like for you know uh, for, for Jordan Brown's goal, Omar Beckles for marshalling the back four. Just every Ethan Galbraith for playing in a position that's not his that his usual position. So you know every you know, Max Sanders for the like, I could go on and go through every single one. They all deserved it, and it's such a pleasure to be sitting here tonight to be talking about a decent win, a spot, a brilliant win. Let me take that back. A brilliant win, a brilliant performance, three goals, a clean sheet, and a move up the league table. And like you just said, our goal difference now halved. Our deficit half from six to minus minus six to minus three now, and we're within spitting distance of that being levelled out now. Fantastic, absolutely brilliant. The more clean sheets we we make, the the better it is going to be for us. Very happy, and I think it's fair to say overall delighted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's not much more I can say for that one. Didn't see that one coming, to be honest. Oh, I thought it would be harder than what it was. It was quite a routine win because we were so good. Uh, every player yeah excellent I think like you said it could be multiple heroes of the week or men of the match Dan Adji personally for me continues to excite me we've only seen him but I've barely seen him he's barely played at Brisbane Road since we signed him um, but it's coming really well two goals in 2024 from two games fantastic I think Omar Beckles needs to be shouted out a bit as well I think it's no coincidence again four clean sheets have coincided with the returns of Omar into that team so don't think it can go. Uh, I noticed what Beckles continues to do as an influence in that team. Uh, Theo, yeah, two assists could have been a few more had we been a bit more clinical in that first half. Like you said, Bryn continuing to grow, good penalty save. He must be feeling super confident now, Bryn, for making a few mistakes around November, early December, where a bit of criticism crept in to now four clean sheets, a penalty save yesterday, starting to grow. And again, kudos to that large away crowd. I think. Days like this is what being an O's fan 
is all about. Fortunately, 100%. we weren't there, but there you go. Um, what I did like in Richie's post-match, we didn't play it. A few suggestions of fans trying to get through the fist pump when you win. Yeah. And he said, I'm not doing it. He goes, I've done it last season because we were top of the league. He's like, I'm not going to do it until we're top of the league. There's nothing to fist pump about. I really like that. I think that's a complete winner's mentality. So he's not going to fist pump on three points or fist pump win. Is that the... Yeah, so like Steve Evans pretty much does it every, every game. Kind of and a lot, push- like Klopp does it quite a lot, but I guess they're top of the, top of the Premier League where he goes up to the cop and it's like, bosh, bosh, bosh. And Richie did do it a couple of times last season. And they were like, oh, there's quite a few videos of him looking like he was going to do it and the crowd getting him to try and do it. And he mentions it and says, I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not interested in that. Which I, I love. I think, yeah. that's, I think that's a great thing to... A great thing to say. Also, I watched the um, Pompey manager's assessment of the game and he came across really well, really fair. So I've got to say fair play to him. And now going into the Bolton game next Saturday, not fearing Bolton is uh, something I didn't think we'd be saying. Coming away from that ground on Saturday the yeah. 23rd of December, what, three weeks ago? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, all set. Brilliant. No complaints, 10th in the league. Unbelievable. Absolutely. Uh, if you'd have been offered that at any point this season, you would have absolutely taken that. What I will say is, though, one more thing. Everyone's crediting Super Richie Welland, which is fair enough. Had we been pulverised through the other way, there would have been an awful lot of criticism for Martin Ling in this podcast this evening. So what I will say is, if you're going to praise Welland and going, right, he's got getting the squad now to come back and have a push, you've got to say... Well done, Martin Ling, because he's played his part in getting that squad to Richie. So, kind of it both ways. You can't be Ling out when we lose and be like super Richie only when we win. You've got to take it as a twofold. So, that's my final word on on that. All good. So, let's move on then. <laughs> Those were our views. We had a lot of feedback after this match. So, thanks to everyone for your views that came into our social media accounts. And again, we're going to try and read out as many as we can for a variety uh, and just because we're reading them, it doesn't mean that we agree with them. And Boatsy kicks us off this week. He certainly did. Good evening, Ben. He said, amazing, unbelievable, well-organised and thoroughly impressive performance to go to the top of the table, not only win, but to dominate with a terrific three goals. Well, best performance of the season, best Richie Wellens performance. This result shows that we are League One quality. Yeah, it's not like we got battered and nicked a goal in the 89th minute. Correct. Like, we have... Convincingly, hundred percent. Yeah, Jack in their backyard. Jack will two three one zero said. Was I the only one sweating at three 0 up? Never in doubt. What a team and what a win. Let's keep it going next week. Uh, Gary Talbot seven said statement win. The strongest eleven we could put out to give Pompey a football lesson. Who would have said that after the home at Morling? Yeah, that 4 0 feels like a long time ago now. Indeed. Ben Whitlock 13 said, as well as the energy, pace, and quality Adji and Ford have generated, it's not a coincidence that we've improved at the back since Omar's return to full fitness. Keep it tight at the back, except that Bolton and play with flair at the top. Millar, president, said fantastic result. Didn't see that one coming, but Pompey a bang average in the current form table. Amazing what happens when you're positive and move the ball forward with intent. Different team now up front. Ling in. <laughs> Philip Wicello said, important, well-earned result. Three wins in the last four and four consecutive clean sheets will bolster the squad's confidence in the second half of the season. Now, if only we can stop picking up silly yellow cards. There were four more today. Yeah. Great tweet, Philip. Good point. Orient Fan TV said, if the club supports Richie and gives him what he requires going forward, then the sky really is the limit. Great performance against a club that beat us so easily earlier in the season. Even if they are not in form at the moment, 
Another clean sheet to do as well, up the O's. What you have to remember is as well, we'd lost about eight or nine players at the start of the season to uh, pre-season injuries, like Dan Ajay, for example. Yeah. So, um, yeah, worth keeping that in mind. R Coral 1972 said, not sure what to say, except I didn't see that performance coming. We made Pompey look ordinary. I hope the ball go after Ford on a permanent in the summer. Him, Aji up top with Graham on the wing will be a handful. Yeah, something still haven't seen the O's strongest 11 due to yeah. injuries all season. So good point there. Vince Howell with 73s as well. Just well. Today's show that we are capable of when we play at pace and are more direct. As for the defence, back to its best with Beckles back. Just looks so much more organised with him in the team. Bogstolix1 said a Richie Wellens masterclass which the players executed to perfection. Probably one of the finest performances of recent years. Absolutely buzzing. What, an, what a statement to make. It is, absolutely. That's amazing. LOFC 99 said brilliant. One of the best away days. Massive credit to Richie for this turnaround. Does make you think where we could be if we had Adji and Graham fit all season. Come on, you O's. Uh, Daniel underscore D44 said an absolutely stunning away performance. One of the best I've seen in over 30 years of supporting Orient. Can't pick a man of the matches. Every single player was superb. And Wellen's got his tactics and subs spot on. As close to a 10 out of 10 as you can get. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Matty LFC Evans said Richie Wellen's take a bow. Set us up to be aggressive and it worked. Penalty save was the moment for me which kicked them mentally. Away end was amazing and a rocking start to end. Andy underscore PO16. By the time he tweeted, he said he was already home, showing off that he obviously lives near Portsmouth. Thankfully, the blue half of the family waited for me and allowed me in the car. Superb performance. And after the 0-4, I'm going to enjoy this one. Up the chuffing O's. Yeah, Andy, you walk around that house, mate. You can strut <laughs> around that house this week like you should be doing. Evie Starks, great match. What an amazing first half. I don't think I've seen such a good 45 minutes. The away end was on fire. Another clean sheet and credit to Richie for getting the tactics right. Wadsey said, that has to go down as one of the best away games I've seen in years. Completely outplayed Portsmouth and apart from what looked like an unjust penalty was superbly saved. We were so comfortable. Could it easily have been four or five? A fantastic atmosphere and a day out. Confused. Maggie asked massive performance. We punished them for any mistake they made. Incredible team effort through. Had a chat with Pompey fans post-match and something we could be dark horses for the playoffs if we play like this. They also thought our fans were the best they've seen at Fratton Park this season. Bought non-stop noise from the get-go. So overall, well done to everyone. Indeed. And I heard that the drum got taken off the person that brought it in Wasn't as well. Wasn't even allowed in the ground from yeah. what I heard, yeah. Hope you got it back, uh, whoever owns that one. Uh, now, a tweet that caused a lot of interest and chatter, uh, certainly in some of the WhatsApp groups that I'm in, came from the untold game who said, did El Miz look a touch emotional at the end today or was he just tired? The rumours of his recall mean I'm reading into it. Yeah, a lot of tweets, like you said, gauged on that. Obviously, there's a rumour, I think last week, from a quite a reputable journal like with the tick and about 40,000 followers saying Ipswich are thinking about recalling him as they're looking maybe to sell him because he's out of contract in the summer. We'll see. Hopefully, like I think he's a pivotal part <clears throat> Of the Orient puzzle, I think, even though his impact this season hasn't been what it was in League Two, he's still shown that he's a good League One Amen. quality player. He'll, if he goes, he will be a big, big miss, a huge miss, I think. So, hopefully, he stays for the remainder of the season. However, it wouldn't surprise me if he gets recalled. He's not going to make. He's not going to make it. Here, which you know. Because they've got Premiership uh, eyes, haven't they? Yeah, I mean they're still they're, they're still up there. They're second in the Championship. They're not going to be looking to recall just to give him any minutes. He won't get near that team. 
shows you how far Ipswich have come in the last year or two. So they either leave them alone with us, and by this point in the summer, they could be a Premier League team. If they are, they're going to be like, well, see you later. Definitely don't need Idris, yeah. And they, def- and they don't feel like they need him in their championship squad, so what chance has he got if they do make it? So I've got a feeling that that might, that might come to fruition. Mm. And then if he does go there, I think... Like I've said before, I don't think we stand a chance in getting him permanently because I think there'll be much better offers for him on the table. Which, is, which isn't the be-all and end-all. Yeah. But I just think he ends up at a bigger League One club. Yeah, possibly. I mean, someone's mentioning like six-figure offers for him. Like, I can't see that with the, with the guy being out of contract, contract. in the summer. Be surprised. Like five months, you just wait, wouldn't you? Um, so it, it's difficult. It's difficult to judge what's right and what's not. Um, and there's a lot of people that are maybe just reading between the lines and... Seeing something that actually isn't isn't there at all. Um, someone said, I think a couple of the players went to comfort him or console him or put their arms around yeah. him for whatever reason. Who knows? Who knows? We'll um, but yeah, we will see. We will see sooner rather than later. All right. Final word then, I think, on this one goes to Seb Kane. who said, this is what being an Ornit fan is all about. We might not be the biggest. We're certainly not the best. But days like this simply is what it is all about. I'm racking my brains to think of a better performance. And I'm struggling that's how good we were. Yeah, amazing. Loads of great tweets there. Thanks to everyone. There's plenty more that came in. We'd be here all night reading them all through, and I'm sure you've probably read most of them. But that was a good roundup of the feeling within the fan base. So if you agree or disagree with any of those tweets that we've read out, let us know what you think. You can tweet us. We are at or in Outlook. You can email us if you're not on social media. No problem. We are or in Outlook at Outlook.com. We're also on Instagram. You can DM us there. That's Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast. And just search Facebook if you still use Facebook. Uh, we are Orient Outlook podcast. All right. So prediction league update. No correct predictions. No. No one, even though people thought we would win, no one was bold enough to say 3 0 to Orient. So it's as you were at the top of the Orient Outlook podcast prediction league table, which is on our Facebook page from last week. So we're 19 points leading away. We've got Dave Brew 47976911 and Rio underscore Orient. On 17 points, we've got Paul R. Gregory and Steve Chaplin for on 15 points behind them. We've got Eastside Orient and LOFC Teresa. So, as always, thanks to everyone for their predictions. Indeedy. So, let's move on then. That rounds up Saturday's business. Sunday, the 14th of January. Well done to Solbrin, Dan Happy and Shaq Ford, who were in the Football League Papers League One team of the day. And Richie Wellens was named as top boss. So, congratulations to you four. Yeah, I dare say when the Skybet League One team of the week comes out, it will have a few Orient players, I'd imagine. Yeah. I imagine Richie Theo, Tate's boss Richie, as well. Shaq, maybe. They do want some kind of statistical Stats. analysis, don't yeah. they? So... Yeah, I guess we'll see who comes into that one. Also today, the ladies were finally back in action for their first game in 2024, hosting Hounslow United, and it was a thriller. So we took the lead in the 18th minute through Leanne Bates. We conceded an equaliser in the 33rd minute, then went 2-1 down in the 38th minute, and that's how we went in at half-time. Second half, the O's equalised through Katie Hunt in the 48th minute, and a penalty in the 56th from Leanne Bates made it 3-2. Leanne completed her hat-trick in the 66th minute to make it 4-2. But Hounslow pulled a goal back to make it 4-3 before Bates got her fourth of the game in the 79th minute to make it 5-3. And although the visitors had a player sent off, they made it 5-4 in added time. And although we had a penalty saved in the 97th minute, it didn't matter as we saw the game out to win 5-4. What a game. What a corker. What a game, a 5-4. Love that. There was a 5-all game. Notts County yesterday. Grimsby. 
against Grimsby. What a game that is. Two Never goals and like additional last time. knock-ins. Yeah, oh, love that. Well done, ladies. Though, congrats on the win. Yeah, well done. I guess transfer talk. So we finished uh, last week's podcast with transfer talk. We've covered Elmiz, so possibly going back on loan. Brandon Judging Cooper. By his reaction covered Brandon Cooper. So mentioned in the Friday post pre-match interview. Mentioned again in Saturday's post-match interview so we expect Brandon Cooper to be announced as an Orient player I guess at some point this week probably coming up yeah, yeah I'd say yeah and then Richie also alluded to wanting a winger said that Theo again been struggling a little bit with an injury picked up clearly not yesterday though because his deliveries were on point yeah so I guess we'll see what happens with that as we sit here 14th of January still no O's in yep. really yeah interestingly more for me at the moment still no O's out mm. apart from Cooper who's being sent back to get on a permanent deal I thought we might see maybe turns go back or Adam Thompson may have been it's such a strange a thing by now it's that's such a strange thing for me to do is for, for me to kind of comprehend I don't understand the inner workings of football but why if we intend to sign him why couldn't he stay with us and train with us so that he still gets used to the guys he's been with us for six months so you know case sera sera but if he's going to sign with us permanently, why not just keep him here, just extend the loan a couple of weeks just so that he can be on the bench and play? Well, I think they want to free up another... I presume the winger who Richie alludes to will come in on loan, so it's almost like having your cake and eating it for the sake of sending him back for... He's only been gone since Wednesday. If they get the deal done tomorrow when they sign him, like mm-hmm. he's only gone for three days and... So far... So far. Yeah. yeah. It'll be a week by the time Wednesday. Well, they might have already signed him, just not announced it. We know sometimes... Or we do sign players and leave it a while to announce. So for all we know, they might have already signed Cooper, mm. and he could be, he could I doubt still it. be training. So no, I doubt it. Interesting. So in terms of a winger, I don't know enough about the the football league market, mm. players' market to know. But that's certainly an area that we could probably do with some covering because if Theo does go, then we don't have an out and out winger. Yeah, and someone to run down that wing and to to put in the crosses. His deliveries yesterday were outstanding. Very good. Dangerous. Uh, Sam Howe's missing I don't think that was covered in the interview no he wasn't asked about he wasn't so. on the bench no and I saw him on his Instagram he put a photo of him watching it on the telly so maybe just picked up a little injury oh ok interesting to know yeah so no yeah no so he's not going out doing a hard just, watching it from the uh, comfort of his own comfort home. of his couch yeah uh, so so good good for Reese to get some, some exposure local boy as well it's always nice Sam Howe must have a dodgy fire stick then no, I think the club. Get, <laughs> I, mean, I think, <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine. Uh, I think the club get a certain amount of yeah. uh, licenses to be able to do that. Um, but yeah, like who else? I can't imagine Shaq Ford in the form of his life at the moment is going to go. No, back. Go nowhere. Ed Turns, I doubt will go back. Bear in mind, these players have come back. To, like Ed and uh, Idris have come back to us from having been with us last year, and then they've come back. They probably had better offers from other clubs. Possibly. In fairness either in our league or, or maybe even above. But I guess the culture that's been generated by Richie and the staff and the other players and the dressing room that he's put together is such a big pull for players. If you know what you're getting into, why wouldn't you? Whereas going into another dressing room that's cold and the guys aren't as friendly and there's no camaraderie and it's a bit poor at times, you just you just don't know. But kind of sometimes better the devil you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, I don't think we'll see much turnaround in January. I've got to be honest, I think the big... The next big Orient turnaround is in the summer. A hundred percent. Plenty. I don't think there'll be that much unless a few players get released. But the only one brings to mind is Adam Thompson. For me, yeah. Maybe Moncur, but Moncur. I don't know. I don't know who pays money for Moncur, and, and, and who takes him on the wage. I imagine he's on a pretty decent wage. Yeah. I don't know who pays money 
in terms of a fee so I reckon we will want a, we'll want some money for him and he'll be able to afford it because I can't see him going to another league I'd be surprised if he goes to like another league one club in all honesty which means he's only got league two and there's only a handful of clubs I reckon who could play him I don't think he's relocating to Wrexham many times soon. no that's what I'm saying yeah like, like yeah be an interesting one be an interesting one so like we said last week as soon as anything comes concrete we will yeah, put I mean, it on our socials got money whether they'd spend that on, be able to afford to spend that on someone of his calibre, I don't know. No but, idea. you know, what others are there? I mean, South End and non-league, they won't be able to. They've got new owners. No they're, not gonna, they're not going to no bust chance, their wage no. budget. Although they're not under FFP down there, so you never know. Um, but there isn't really... Uh, Charlton? Wickham? Uh, I can't see Be surprised. It. I can't be see surprised. it. Peterborough? No. Cambridge? Never. Doubt it. Certainly not Ipswich or Norwich. I'm just thinking of around kind of Essex because no, no, of where no, no. he's based. I'm just thinking and now he's, and, and he's on a three-year deal. I'm sure we signed him on a three-year deal, which means he's we got do. a year and a half left on his contract. So he'll, he won't be in a hurry mm. to um, to move away potentially. Yeah, yeah, interesting. If you have got anything that you think will happen, you can let us know. Give us a tweet, like we mentioned on our Twitter handle earlier. Give us a DM if you don't want to put it out in the public domain. So Mr. Levy at 49 minutes at 17 seconds. Let's wrap up episode 342. Let's do it. Brendan Pitcher is still top of the Orient Outlook Podcast Fantasy Football League. He's got 1,283 points ahead, just ever so slightly, of Owen Morris, who's in second on 1,269 points. Steve, you're still doing well, mate. 173rd place out of 355th, so a better than half. So that's really good, man. Yeah, not really good. bad at all. Premier League's a bit of a mess this week as the game week is over two weeks but there's only four games this weekend and the rest are played next weekend yeah not really okay. sure what they're I doing I don't know what's going on with that yeah. no so positives and negatives of the week then should we do one by one yeah alright first up we've got three positives and one negative first up yesterday all round beating Portsmouth what an absolutely super winner I think many people will be t- telling their kids and grandkids about in the future absolutely right I was there when yeah. it's one of those isn't it fourth clean sheet in a row absolutely fantastic keeping clean sheets helps you win football matches makes life a lot easier for you keeps the pressure off the back back form puts pressure on the opposition back four love it since that nightmare nine minutes away to Bolton yeah. I've seen a goal in like 80 minutes and then those four games after so I suspect if when we look back on this season that will possibly turn out to be an important turning point in our season because of what's happened now yeah. we don't know it yet because we don't know what the future results are going to be but we've got Bolton again we're playing out. I don't know why we're playing them in such quick succession, but that's fine. Um, it could turn out to be a really important turning point for us. Yeah, absolutely. In our season, and we could end up pushing slightly further on. Yeah, we could do. We yeah. just don't know. And we uh, last positive, three different goal scorers. So yeah, it's lovely. Nice to see. I can't remember. I think someone said the last time we scored three goals in a game was at home to Bradford in late December in 2022. So right. we didn't do it till in 2023. Uh, That's right, so it's been a year in the making. Yeah. Yeah, love, love it. Absolutely. Only one negative, our discipline. We picked up another four yellow cards. Jordan Brown is uh, one of the top conceding <laughs> card uh, people in the players in, in the league, according to the Football League paper. He's on eight yellows at the moment, so he's got to be a bit careful because it's still in uh, sort of hair's breadth of, of being banned. But he scores with his bum. Scores however he wants. Kid does what he wants. Yeah, with his bum, he scores however he wants. Do what he wants. He can get booked every game for like it. He's going to keep scoring with his bottom. So well played there, young Jordan. All right, hero of the week. I think it's fair to say he could have been 11. Loads of players. This week. Could have given it to the fans this week. Could have given it to Richie. Ladies. This week. Youth. Could have given it to Leanne Bates, who scored four goals. 
could have given it to Rian Smith Kawazu, who scored a goal and an assist. However, we're not. We're going to give it to another yeah, young man this week on Outlook Podcast. Here of the week is it is Solomon Brin. So well done to well Sol. Done, Sol. <laughs> well done, mate. Several contenders, like you say, he's made a penalty save. Penalty save at a vital time. I think if, had they scored that, it's two one with forty minutes gone. The crowd get a massive lift. They come out as we probably end up sitting back. They come to attack us. Would have been a yeah a completely different game. And against again. Decent striker at League One level, and again, a player who scored five out of five penalties. So, but he had to save it. Like we said, although not the best penalty, he had to save it and get quickly, which is what he done. So, well done to Sol Brin there. So, next week's fixtures in only one match for those coming up this week. It's a biggie as we welcome Bolton Wanderers to Brisbane Road on Saturday, 20th of January. No surprise, the away end is sold out. Brisbane Road, I think, must be sold out for this one. Bolton a third in League One, they are breathing down the top two's next. Unfortunately, as probably everyone knows, their game yesterday at home to Cheltenham Town was abandoned early in the first half after a fan was taken ill during the game. And turns out today that fan sadly passed away. So Bolton in mourning, like we were earlier this season with Derek Reynolds. So yeah, Ian is the fan. Yeah, really sad. I imagine there'll be some kind of tribute before the game because I think. Well, no, they've got a game midweek. Oh, have they? Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, but if it's a league one, maybe they'll do two. I imagine Orient, being the kind of club we are, will do something for them. Yeah, having experienced it so recently, I think that 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 would be an appropriate thing to do. They are in. They are in some action during the week. I think it's is it FA Cup. They're at home. They replay at home to Luton. Oh wow! On uh, on Tuesday, okay, it's a big game. On Tuesday, so yeah, so may, they may do something then. But it'd be nice if if uh, something was done for them yeah. uh, on Saturday. Another tough match well. for the O's. For yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Absolutely, big guns. You know, another big club. Bolton could fill out their stadium with twenty odd thousand people. Good time for us to play them, though. Like we'll be like going in there confident, like we said after four clean sheets. Great run of form since losing away to them. Yeah. No fear in that team. Yeah. I think for they've won Saturday. four out of their last five, not including yesterday's good game. game. Abandoned. So yeah, two informed teams ostensibly. Yeah, looking uh, forward to seeing strong. everyone down Brisbane Road for our first. First little do lady there in 2024. I've never like, been to an Orient game at home in ages. Bear in mm. mind, I missed Boxing Day and I missed Wicked. Oh, last game, yeah. It was like ages ago. Was, so looking forward yeah. to seeing some friendly faces down, fix. down at the South Stand. Indeed. So, sponsorship reminder don't forget to get in touch with John and their fantastic team of experienced florists. Call 0208 529 4130 or get in touch via social media Essex Biz with two Z's on the end or Carol Langley E4. Carol has got an E on the end. They're on Instagram, Carol Langley Florist, or search Facebook for Carol Langley Flor- Florist. So that is it. It really is it. Thank you for joining us for a very happy on Outlook Podcast Towers for number 342. I'll start to the year two wins from two, including two clean sheets and Fair to say, nobody predicted we'd go to the top of the league points from mm-hmm. win, but let alone in such a convincing way. So kudos to Richie, the staff, the players, for such a wonderful performance. And like we just said, another tough test awaits us next week. Bolton Wanderers at home, they beat us last month despite our second half comeback. And hopefully this time next week, our next week's episode, we'll be talking about another big performance against the team around the top of League One. Yeah, so if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe, please give the podcast a rating we very much appreciate a five star one if you could help if you're listening on Spotify don't forget to rate the show you can even leave a comment on each episode so please do so if you get a chance and don't forget to follow us 
add us to your favourites on your chosen podcast provider and that way you'll get all the updates of the episodes as soon as they're available. We're also on smart speakers, we're on the Fan Hub app and we're also on YouTube now so listening to the podcast has never been easier. If you've got an older relative, a loved one or an Orient chum who you think would like the podcast, grab their phone, download it for them and pass the pod. Yeah, so we'll be back with episode 343. We are getting towards that 350 number. We are. We are, yeah. Next week, like we said, 343 with all the information and views that you could ever need. So we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm, stay safe, have a great week, and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's.